Good morning, all, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the CEO Momcast. New episodes every week on Friday morning at 9:30 Central Standard Time. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram, or of course, you can sign up for our email newsletters. It will remind you when there's a new blog episode, new guest bio any great deals from our CEO moms, as well as the latest podcast episode. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the CEO Momcast. Today, I have with me mom and entrepreneur, Julia, who is the CEO behind Grow With Me Treehouse. Um, now when I first saw the name, not that it threw me off at all, but then when I looked at what your business was about, I was like, Oh, this is clever. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Julia is running a mobile and desktop application that basically is connecting all care providers. Um, basically when it comes along to maternal and family healthcare in Canada. So this is huge because it's unheard of. That's right. So first of all, thank you so much, Sarah, for for having me here today. I'm very happy and excited to share a little bit more about Treehouse um, and what it is that we are building here. So it is, it is, it's a digital care management platform that's designed for maternal and family care providers, specifically allied health providers, to really support their clients um, through their care journey um, and also manage their business. So it is something that's quite innovative and something that is definitely needed in the industry. So we're very excited to to provide that for for everyone. Now, I myself am Canadian living in the States, so I have a perspective of both types of healthcare. And I know that integrative healthcare over the last 10 years, maybe more, um, has become a huge focus in Canada in realizing that we need to grow teams to make it easier to keep care consistent um, and not get lost in the cracks. With being um, a government-run healthcare, it is kind of, uh, I mean, I've been behind that, you know, getting a referral to another type of doctor and it taking months or getting lost, things like that. Um, So I think that this is great and it's going to be super important to kind of ease that transition, Um, especially with what... um, I know it's maternal and family care, but I see that it's focusing a lot on like midwives, doulas, lactation consultants, which are not necessarily services that you get in a doctor's office. Exactly. And so what a lot of people often forget is that when we look at our circle of care, it doesn't just involve medical doctors. It involves so many other practitioners that help and support that expectant parent, that parent that maybe is thinking about becoming a parent, that new family, um, or so many other, you know, even the, the newborn child or the child themselves. So we lean on so many different types of providers. And so those providers need to have a technology in order to, um, stay connected to their client or their patient. And so that's what we do at Treehouse is we focus on that circle of care that isn't just the MD. It's everyone else that helps and supports you to optimize your best outcome. Now, Julia, tell us a little bit about your journey into this. Like, did it, did you just have an aha moment or... 
Yeah, absolutely. So my journey um, happened in a bittersweet way, and I'm, I'm very happy to share that. And so I um, I was uh, a mom to a one-year-old when I started medical school, and um, I was very passionate about having um, a lot of providers support me as a mom. I leaned on lactation consultants from the time that I had my son, and I found that a lot of providers out there didn't have really good tools. And so that was always kind of a passion of mine of, of really kind of staying connected to my providers. However, after my first year of medical school, we had, um, I had a family emergency that pulled me away from my medical degree. And I ended up kind of staying home and being um, a caregiver um, to my mother, but also being a stay at home mother to my son. And that's when I really realized there were so many parents out there and so many families out there and individuals who needed to, to find good care. And that wasn't with an, a medical doctor. And so I took it upon myself to really create a technology because that is how I saw kind of the future of providing care was doing it through tech um, to create a technology in order to create, um, pardon me, a platform where these families could stay connected to their um, allied health or alternative healthcare providers. And so my journey came from having to, um, you know, halt my, my focus in my career. And then really what happened was I ended up opening up a different uh, area where I could um, help and still continue doing medicine, um, but really focusing on what were some of those pain points in the in the market and in the industry. And, and so that's kind of how it brought me on, on that path. Now I haven't signed up for the app, um, but I did take a quick look at it. So one question that I do have about it um, with it being um, integrated, is it allowing um, clients to like message their provider and get a text back sort of thing? Okay. Um, okay. So, and that's great because, you know, sometimes as a parent, you sit and you wait, like, a day or two for your doctor's office to call you back. And it's, it's nerve wracking and you don't want to call five times because you know that they're busy. But I think that this new technology, um, especially in the era of COVID is allowing people so much better access to the care that they need. That's right. So whether or not, you know, you're in that prenatal postpartum period, you can, if you have, for example, a speech language pathologist who is helping support your little one's um, language development, and um, they use Treehouse to manage their business, and you're a client of that SLP, um, you're able to stay connected to your SLP if that SLP uses Treehouse. So that's really valuable for not only the, the practitioner, but even you as that parent or as that client is, is that you're able to stay connected and, and uh, feel empowered that somebody's taking good care of you. Okay, excellent. Uh, I love to hear that. And like I said, I have a, a bit of a perspective on both. I still work for Canadian healthcare. So I mm -hmm. see the way it works and I'm living in the US now. I see the way it works here. There's a lot of integrative platforms here, but there's still a lot of barriers and it almost sounds to me like you've broken those barriers. Well, we're, we're talking to many ways. I know that they're different, but yeah. And um, again, like I said, especially with COVID, you're noticing uh, a lot, a lot of online healthcare platforms come out over the last two years. Um, and I think the um, the access is super important to people because uh, I know myself, especially with two young kids, 
I don't want to go to the doctor's office for everything and drag them out with all the stipulations and everything that's going on. If I could just send a quick text and get an answer back for what I need. So, I mean, great. I couldn't even imagine trying to go through a pregnancy with everything that's been going on. with COVID. Yeah, Exactly. So it's, it's been quite challenging for many, many people. And, and we've seen this through the rise of, you know, depression and anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really we are there to try to solve uh, that problem for, for those providers and their clients and, and even the people that are looking for, for care. Now, was this something that you started prior to COVID or? So um, the company started in 2019. Um, By the time COVID hit, we had quickly realized that there were so many um, fractures in the system and in in the healthcare system and and how providers that um, supported these uh, clients just had so many struggles. And so by the time COVID hit, we had really focused on creating a B2B or business to business model that focused on delivering software um, to those providers. So it took some time until we really we iterated many times on really the, the business model and you know the, the, the way that we would provide value. And so it took a bit of time until we really kind of honed in on what it is that um, we are delivering today. So although the business started in 2019, it was really kind of right after COVID hit, um, that we really started ramping up our efforts on, on what you hear today. Now, Ari, I'm going to ask you, are you a planner or do you fly by the seat of your pants? And I'm, I'm curious to see what your answer is just because of the conversation we've been having. I feel like I know what the answer is, but I want to see what you say. Yeah, so I am a very organized individual, um, but at the same time, um, when you're an entrepreneur, you cannot plan too much and you can't fall in love too quickly with something. You need to be adaptable and you need to be open to the fact that you will make mistakes, you will fail, and you will need to change and adapt very quickly. So um, that's really kind of the um, the building blocks of being um, an entrepreneur. And I think as much as I'm a planner and I'd like to stay organized in the way that I run my day-to-day activities, I, I do... Um, do like a bit of spontaneity and I do like to adapt quickly. So I think that's really my response is it's more of a hybrid of the two. Okay. And that's good. I like it. Cause I was thinking, <laughs> you know, she sounds like oh, she's got to be a planner. This started in 2019. She took the time. She, yeah. she figured this out, but no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. So, I mean, that was a great answer and it is probably better to be a bit of both than stuck in one lane. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially now, when problems happen. <laughs> so. oh, exactly. Now, I that's one thing that I'm noticing. Like, yes, I'm trying to keep, teach, treat this podcast as a business, um, but I don't have a typical, you know, client-based things like that. So I haven't had to encounter a lot of that. But so what I'm hearing from a lot of my guests is like, yeah. you can set yourself up for what you think is going to happen, but you've got to be able to do what's actually going to happen. Exactly. Now, how do you balance being mom and owning your own business? So that goes back to the the first answer of the last question, which is, you know, I am quite organized and I do plan my day-to-day activities. And I think it's for me, um, I'm a very A-type person and I like to um, be very organized visually as well on my desk and, and, you know, maybe my planner on my phone or in my notebook. So I, I balance it by really being very regimented with my day and what my expectations are of what I 
I can do um, as as an entrepreneur and um, you know as a person who's running this business, but also you know what are the expectations that I have as a as a parent, and you know whether that is to do the school pickup, uh, to go to extracurricular activities, um, to to do the dinner prep uh, on Sunday. So um, I balance it all by being organized and understanding what it is that I need to do for that week and then what it is that I need to do for the following week. So not every week is the same um, as we know with COVID and, and it's, um, I'm sure it's, it's been the same in the United States, but here in Ontario and in Canada, we've had a lot of lockdowns with schools being shut down. And so adapting every single week and really thinking about what you need to do um, has been really critical for staying sane and, and not just um, getting too exhausted. Absolutely. Like, I feel like I'm joking every time I say this, but my son has been to school one week in January. <laughs> Just <Wow. like. laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it's been really, really challenging here in Canada as well. We're so grateful, knock on wood, that kids are back in school right now. Um, but, you know, they, they only went back several weeks ago. So. Yeah, it's just been crazy. You know, a Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning email. Oh, we're closed again this week. And I'm like, oh, well, there goes this week. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, change it <laughs> up a bit. Change that schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what does a typical morning look like for you? Mm, yeah. So I'm an early bird. I've always been an early bird. I don't like to stay up very late. I will, if I have to, to, you know, get whatever I need to get done, but I tend to like to wake up early. I find that that piece that I get in the morning allows me to just kind of, um, be by myself and I, I, by nature, wake up quite early. So, um, I tend to start off my morning with, um, just getting up and reading a little bit. I like to read the news, look at the headlines, just glance at that email, um, see what I need to get done that morning. And then I really go into full mom mode. I'll be honest. Um, I, I get my son up, we get ready for the day, breakfast, lunches, um, you know, have our morning snuggles, watch some TV and then off to school. If school is happening, (laughs) (laughs) if school is not happening and then we got to adapt that morning again. Um, and then, you know, do online school if, if needed. Um, and then once he's off to school, um, I tend to come home. I work from home now. We don't have an office anymore. And I just, start my day with my team, um, all remote. And, um, that's how, that's how I go. So I tend to, you know, go for a walk or I work out in the middle of the day if I have time. And if I don't, that's okay too, because, um, I'm not religious about working out five, six days a week. Um, it's about just moving your body when you can and, um, and trying to stay healthy. So that's, that's how I, how I start my day. That's perfect. Now, is your son a morning person too? Like, does he get a coffee for you? Well, I think, you know, we're, um, like I mentioned before, I'm quite the planner. And so, you know, we've instilled in our, in our family, um, you know, quite a organized bedtime routine. So um, I think right now he's just been so thrilled about being back in school and seeing his friends that, um, you know, going to school is exciting as a, as a young child. And so um, he's quite excited to wake up in the morning right, right now and, and head off to, to see his buddies. That's good. I mean, I love that whole image that you, you know, have some morning snuggles and some time with him. Like I'm just go, go, go in the morning with my kids. And I think they'd probably handle the mornings better if I was able to dedicate a few minutes to sitting down and just snuggling with them, waking up nicely. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we'll get there though. Even if it's a little hug on the couch and you just watch, you know, a show with them. So that's important. Now you must have a great support system. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, my, my rock was uh, my mom. And after my mother passed away um, in 2018, I, I struggled tremendously, but um, what was really good for me was that I was very open about my feelings and the struggles that I went through um, and that loss that I had. And so I think uh, being very open about that helps you, especially if, you need that support from your friends or your family. So um, uh, for me, I'm very uh, open to to my friends. I I have some very good, dear friends that are very close to me. um, And I lean on them a lot, whether it be through professional or personal reasons. Um, And so that's been very, very uh, important for me to dedicate that time to kind of talk about what it is that I'm going through. and so I think, um, you know, that has, that has really guided me in, in being successful. And so um, I encourage anyone else to, to do the same. I've never gotten an answer like that before. I love it. Really? I mean, <laughs> I mean you get the typical, like, yes, obviously my family, my husband, my this, my that, but you're opening up to what really is a support system to you. I mean, yeah. we tech, we generally always rely on our spouses and family to be a support system to us. But the fact that you're recognizing that you've got a group of friends that support you yeah. and certain things that you need to do, that's very important um, to recognize because not that we don't look at them as uh, support systems, but they're not often recognized as that. Well, and that's it. And I think the other part of it is that recognizing that even professionally, you need to have a support system because you could be running a business and it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be a tech business. It could be a brick and mortar, Um, but you need to find individuals who are really there as your, as your cheerleaders. And these are people who are your mentors or your advisors, and you can go to them and say, you know, I'm really struggling with this HR issue that I'm going through. And I don't know how to handle this leadership problem that I'm going through. These are individuals that are still part of your support system, even if it's professionally. And I think just being honest with yourself on on the struggles that you go to, these people will um, admire you and they will help you get past those struggles. And so just um, recognizing that is, I think, very, very important as well. Now, something that I've noticed has been very huge over the last couple of years, again, you know, pivoting with COVID is a lot of people are getting into coaching and getting business coaching and Mm -hmm. having that as a support system. Is that a route that you've gone? So in terms of coaching, I would say that I I do lean on um, some uh, business advisors that have had successes in their own business. And so they've, you know, gotten to a more senior role and and leadership role where they are able to coach, if you will, uh, and guide and mentor. And so those are individuals that I confide in or I look up to, and they have really helped me um, in in getting to where where I am. Awesome. Okay. That's great. Now, um, are you always motivated to get up and do the work? (laughs) 
You know, I think it would be a lie to say that you are always motivated. <laughs> there are days um, that, of course, I'm. I feel very tired. I feel very deflated, or I feel a little bit just burnt out. And I think it would be, um, like I said, it would be a lie to say that you are not, given the fact that we have all been going through um, circumstances that no one really thought they'd be going through two, three years ago. So, um, am I always motivated? No. Um, do I think about um, what I want in terms of the growth of my company. Yes. And I think that's what really keeps me motivated. Um, is that really end goal and why I started it at the end of the day? Um, when you start a business, you will fail tremendously in different circumstances throughout that, you know, journey. Uh, there'll be times where you're failing on you know, maybe uh, building the team or uh, getting to that revenue target or what have you, and you're just really struggling, maybe not failing, but struggling is a better word. Um, so I think, um, you know, it's important to think about why you started this entire journey, if if that's where you're at, whether you're an entrepreneur, or you're going through school or making a career change, why is it that you started that? I think that's what really keeps me motivated, even when I'm a little bit exhausted and tired and, and um, I'm feeling like I, I just need to step back for a couple hours or a, a day or so. And you know what? We're all human and we're moms. And even if we're failing slightly or needing that break at work, we've still got a billion things at home. So you're hundred percent right. We can't look at it as failure because we have so many other things going on that we're being successful at at the same time. So it's a give and take, but um, I like your outlook on it. I really do. Um, so in your either personal or professional life, what is something that you have accomplished that you're proud of? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think what I've accomplished um, over the last year, and a half or so is I've been very, very proud of the team that I have built um, with, with Treehouse. I think, you know, we started out, it was a very small team. It was just the two of us. It was myself and, and a developer. And, um, you know, now we've grown to having nine individuals from across Ontario and Quebec uh, be part of our team and, and we have an advisory board and, you know, we're growing every day and, and this has been fantastic for us. And I think being able to create an environment, a culture where individuals really are interested in helping advance technology in, an, in a healthcare industry or vertical that has been overlooked and underserved for many years is something that I'm incredibly proud of. I'm proud of the individuals and their commitment, their passion for what it is that they do, whether they're developers, whether they're marketing um, individuals that that have, you know, specialties in that area. So um, that is something that I'm most proud of is is being able to attract um, that talent and uh, and build um, a company, really. Well, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment and uh, you're obviously very grounded in appreciating your team and what you've built. And again, just even in the last two years, I think it's become very important. We're not working face-to-face as much. So growing a team for you over the last 18 months has probably been a little more difficult than it typically would have been. And really getting to know people, you know, through a screen, through a phone call, and knowing that they're going to be a good fit for your team. I mean, that is an accomplishment all on its own. Never mind Absolutely. the team. 
great reminder, Sarah, actually, you know, that that's very, very important to note because a lot of us are working remotely, uh, have never physically met or, or what have you. And I think, um, I think we should always remind ourselves that um, we have had to take the chance on some individuals where you, you know, might have not considered them if they were sitting in front of you in a boardroom, right? Right. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, it's a great reminder. And, um, you know, it's been hard enough on everyone, but I think, um, you know, doing it all virtually through Zoom and Slack and whatever other tools you use to manage your day-to-day um, is, has been great. So I'm very grateful for, for all of that. Yeah. And, and I've only interacted with yourself and one of your other employees, but I mean, they seem on the ball. It seems that you found like <laughs> top tier employees, which is great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And Julia, what are you doing this year for self-care for yourself? Yeah. So um, for me, I have, and I started this about a year ago, I guess, or maybe half a year ago. I don't know. I have, um, I've made a real commitment to taking care of my sleep. And I know that's very hard sometimes as a mom. Um, and especially when you have really, really itty bitty ones, um, it's it's tough. But I think. Um, making sure that you are sleeping and having a sleep hygiene that is good for you is so, so critical. And so for me, it's made a huge difference. I remember being so incredibly sleep deprived and feeling so groggy and having brain fog and feeling just like I was dragging my heels in mud all day long. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was not sleeping properly. And nobody says that you need to sleep, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, every day, you do, you do what's right for you. But I think just taking the time to acknowledge um, basic self-care for sleep is so, so important. So whether that means getting a new set of curtains to darken your room or a lamp that just gives you some great ambient lighting to kind of make you come go at peace when you go to sleep, um, go at peace. That sounds funny. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, uh, you know, those are really important and I've made those changes. I've leaned on, um, my Apple watch, I'm going to just say that because that's been really helping me. So there's so many different watches out there that can help you with um, tracking your sleep. Um, I've become kind of a data nerd on my sleep data. And so that's been really helping me um, sleep better and focus better and overcome some of those problems that I had before, which were, which were the headaches, the the brain fog, and then just that feeling of fatigue all the time. So um, sleep has been a huge focus for me and, um, a good, a good thing for, for many people. Again, an answer I haven't gotten yet this year, but you are so right. Like I have two toddlers that still don't sleep through the night, most nights. And you know, that every once in a blue moon that they do, or you put yourself to bed that hour earlier because you know, you need it. You feel like a woman person. Exactly. And, and that's important. Like, like you said, if you need to go to bed at eight o'clock, 
don't worry. Like it's not going to change anything for one day. You know, it just take a hot shower, go to sleep at eight, right after you put that little one down. And if they come and crawl into your bed at two in the morning and your sleep kind of gets thrown off, at least you've slept from eight to two <laughs> and, and then you can sleep again from like four to six or something. So I, I think it's just making that time for yourself to think about, you know, how can I make little changes? You don't have to completely change everything overnight and expect that you're going to sleep amazing for seven and a half hours. It's gotten me, it took me about a year to kind of get to this point where like, I'm really sleeping well. Um, and that was with all the changes that I made slowly, but surely. So, um, baby steps, right. You need to crawl before you walk right now. Did you have to get yourself like a, your own bedtime routine to get in that mode or yeah. So like I said, my biggest thing for me was my, my data tracking. I think that really helped me mentally because I, I also like to kind of see <laughs> the okay. results. I, yeah. I want to see those results. So I think just having that Apple watch and that helped me in terms of tracking it. Um, but yeah, I do kind of have a, a bedtime routine for myself, right? We are so focused as moms and parents um, on making an amazing sleep routine for our children, but we never do it for ourselves. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And- so, um, I, I would be lying if I say that I don't look at my phone before I go to bed. Um, but I do. <laughs> and, um, but just, you know, realizing that some nights you just, you can't look at your phone anymore and you're totally exhausted and, um, taking a hot shower and then just going to bed, um, kind of just calms everything down and then you can recharge. It's a mindset thing too. Like I, for Christmas this year, I asked my husband to get me one of those face wand scrubber things. And he's like, are you going to use it? And Mm -hmm. I've been trying to maintain the persistence because I'm just setting myself up for bedtime. You know, I do that cleanse and turn the lights down and get everything ready. And it is just making it so much easier for me to relax at night. Absolutely. And like maybe getting a a weighted blanket or having like a really heavy blanket um, on top of you to kind of make you feel like you're really resting. Maybe that helps, or maybe getting in a new pillowcase or something like that. So these are little things that you can change um, and they can help you in feeling better and, uh, and hopefully, you know, doing better in whatever work that you do. Perfect. Well, Julia, it has been great talking to you today. I can't wait to see how your business is going to explode because I just know it's going to, um, healthcare has just been turned upside down over the last two years and everybody is coming out of it, innovative and new ideas. And they're just exploding across the map. So I can't not see that happening for you, especially when moms and new families need so much support. Well, thank you so much. And we are so excited as well. And um, this has been great to be able to talk to you and to your amazing listeners. So thank you again. All of Julia's information is going to be up on our site. Uh, You can feel free to check out Grow With Me Treehouse. Uh, Obviously, because of different healthcare regulations, it is only available to our Canadian listeners. But even for my American listeners, if you want to check it out, you've got an idea to take to your own healthcare provider, do that. The website is a wealth of information, um, different uh, companies that she's working with. I shouldn't say companies, I should say care providers. Um, And yeah, and of course, um, you know, I reached out to Julia. She was quick to respond for her marketing department. So if you have any questions, all that information will be on their website on who you can contact as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Have a great day. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Feel free to send us any of your questions, comments, concerns. Let's get creative. Throw me some good questions for some upcoming podcasts. I want to know what you want to know. So nothing is off limits. Feel free to message us through our sites and hope you enjoyed enough to tune in again next week.